on the UB Sports Network from Learfield, live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road. This is UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold, presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Also brought to you in part by our Team UB partners, Ad Pro Sports, ComDoc, by WGRZ Channel 2, Nike, Pepsi, by Town BMW, and by New Era Cap. Now, with head coach Lance Leipold, here's Paul Peck. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to the UB Football Signing Day Radio Special. It's all part of the UB Football Insider Show. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road for the next 90 minutes where we are going to, what could be better than talking football in February, head coach Lance Leipold. Nothing is better to get everybody thinking about football than to doing it, doing it today. And for the next 90 minutes, we are going to talk football on the uh, occasion of today being the official end of the signing period. We'll talk a lot about that. There are 14 new UB Bulls. We will break down the details in every one of them, and we will go through the individual positions on the team and talk about what you're going to have going into 2018 with each of your assistant coaches. So we got a lot of football to talk about, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Absolutely not, Paul. Good to be with you. You know, with the Super Bowl on Sunday, everybody talks about it on Monday. I think we gave everybody 24 hours on Tuesday, and let's get back to talking college football and spring football right around the corner. Absolutely, and spring football kicks in in about a month or so for you, right? And, yeah, and we're a little under a month, actually, before we get going, and the guys just got back to campus, you know, a week ago, so it, it happens really fast. Yeah, and then the spring game, to remind everybody, is going to be Friday, April 13th at UB Stadium, so that is going to be everyone's chance to get a look at the 2018 Bulls. Well, again, today is signing day, Lance, but it's a much different signing day than it has ever been in your career because of the new rules that came in this year your team is uh it signed 14 players at the new signing period in december so you really only had two players that you officially locked in today just take everybody through how much different the dynamics of having the two signing days and having the bulk of your players get locked in on december this had to feel like a february that it's never felt like before very different paul i think different in in a lot of positive ways i think there was a lot of things that everyone across the country was kind of you know really unsure of and and kind of experimenting in some different ways and then and then when you look at our class in particular there's some uniqueness in that alone of based on i i think it was a a, a really good year for us in state it was it was a good year in state for high school football and and then also the fact that we had uh, essentially four players from the 2017 graduating class that waited until January to enroll with us. So a lot of our work was, uh, you know, way ahead of schedule, which uh, we really felt, Paul, that we were finally had our, our rhythm in recruiting, where we were at, where we wanted to be, where we could get in on people. And then also now with this signing period, the month of January, we got a great start on the 2019 classes. Well. What uh, what surprised you about? I mean, again, the just it, the dynamics of this were completely different. Um, and I know there was a lot of sort of conjecture going into December about what would it mean? Would most of the kids sign then? Would they wait? Mm -hmm. uh, would it benefit the mid-major programs like yourself? Would the power programs uh, feel good about this? Not good about this? What what did you <laughs> learn? What it was surprised you about all of this? Well, I think the thing that surprised everyone is uh you know 
how high the percentages were that most people filled their classes. I think maybe that was some people that maybe were unsure and, and made sure they filled it the first time around. I, I know for us, we, we had a plan. We stayed with it. You know, Rob Ionello, you know, coordinates our recruiting. Grant Murray, Billy Benoit are some of the guys behind the scenes do a great job. Luke Groth, our director of football operations. Um, and, of course, our assistant coaches. But, uh, you know, everything that we went along of what we thought we could we, you know, we recruited, we made offers, they accepted, and, and we stayed that according to plan and very little movement. You know, in the past, Paul, we had things that would happen very late in the, in the last seven days of recruiting or less, and, and a Power 5 school would offer one of our recruits. It happens often in our conference. And all of a sudden, you don't have a chance to really regroup, and, and especially if it's at a position where you're only going to take one guy. And, and if that commitment came early, people know that you're done recruiting it it isn't like you can keep recruiting another position if you're only taking one quarterback or something like that and and all of a sudden you're kind of left holding you know holding the bag there a little bit now you get a chance to lock that person in if they don't want to sign well then you know they're not really committed and you still have a month to go go out and fill the class and i, I think that's the way it should be the, from the player's perspective it w it benefited them because they could if if i'm all in on buffalo i like buffalo they want me what's the sense of exactly. not signing in december so did this benefit the players in the long run i think so i i think there's going to always be things that are going to need to be tweaked in the system i know there were some pressure on you know people felt uh the the urgency of things in December for people you know playing in conference championship games getting ready for bowl games um unfortunately I you know I, I wish we would have had that stress you know but uh I still think with the class the way it was coming out we would have been fine but there's still some things there that, that go through like you said if you want to be at that school then you are you're, you're there you sign if you're not sure you still have a month to, to figure out where you want to be and I think that's positive. I think there's still concerns about, you know, when the visits can take place, um, how long is, you know, should we have an earlier signing date than that? But then you get into high school dynamics, and, and I don't know if we're going to ever please everyone, but I, I, I know that uh, from this point on, and they gave us some percentages at our national convention of really the Power 5 schools signed the most. The group of five probably signed the next most, and then there was under 50% of the FCS schools had filled. And I think you find out that those players that are going to be FBS-type players are going to get taken. And I think for everyone, it, you know, the month of January kind of settles where it needs to be for FCS and D2. The other part is then I think financially and where you go and money is spent in the right directions for what it needs to. And I think everyone, at, at least from group of five on down, needs to be budget-sensitive. Budget my name is Paul Peck with Bulls head football coach Lance Leipold. This is the UB Football Signing Day Special. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road, and we'll be here until 6.30 when we turn it over to Matt Mattia for the pregame show of tonight's UB women's basketball game right down the road at Alumni Arena. Uh, 16 players in the, in the class, which is a little bit of a smaller class than normal, but you didn't have a lot of seniors mm -hmm. to replace. So give me a sense, as you looked at the 16, eight of them are mid year enrollees which means they're already here eight of them will be freshmen that will come in in august um give me a sense of the personality the style uh what jumped out at you about this class well i i think the first thing is when you look at the numbers and you look at where we are as a program now you know heading into our fourth year i think we've been able to establish what we 
expect from our, our players. I think our players that, that are in our program know what we, and we, and we have the buy-in that is needed to continue to take steps, and that leads to, to retention and, and be able to develop certain players. I think one of the areas that we had kind of fallen a little bit behind on, and especially in our scholarship count early, was offensive line. So we had to go out and address that. So sometimes it's not as flashy. You don't have a lot of stats and all those things, but very happy. They're with, big, though. That's <laughs> a good stat. They are big, and we have two huge human beings definitely coming in in that group, and we're excited about that. The other need was that we wanted to get some immediate help in the defensive line, add depth there. We Between injuries and graduation, it's, an, it's a position that – needed to get some immediate help in here for competition and depth for spring. And I, I think those are two of the, the positions that, that we were able to attack right away. Nine different positions make up the 16 players. As you pointed out, Coach, four offensive linemen, three defensive linemen. So nearly half of mm-hmm. the 16 are the big guys. And then two linebackers, two running backs, a wide receiver, quarterback, tight end, safety, and defensive back. Yeah. That's the breakdown. Now, when you look at the geography of it, seven different states in the 16 players, five of them from New York, and you mentioned it already, that's the most you've ever signed from the state of New York, um, which some people will tell you isn't necessarily a state that always turns out a lot of Division I football players, but there's always there, and the fact that you got a pretty good amount of them, including the Player of the Year in Western New York, is something that I know you're always focused on. How satisfying was it to be able to get as many New Yorkers as you did? Oh, it was very gratifying. I think we looked at it, uh, you know, between, you know, right here in Section 6, Section 5, we thought it was a great year, and we think we did very well uh, um, there. I think it's twofold. I think the you know between the student athletes themselves, the high school coaches, and then us as a staff having a, a better feel and understanding of what's available and how it's going to fit into our program. And you know to get a Matt Myers to stay right here in town in the excellent season that he had, he was committed even before he made the the, the move back back to to West Seneca, West right. Seneca West, and leading them to a state championship. Dylan McDuffie. Of course, another outstanding, but just to get those guys right here in the Buffalo metro area is, is awesome. Um, you know, Corey Gross is a very talented player, had a lot of things going there. And, you know, Mike Novinsky is, a, you know, is one of those guys that was a, a high school tight end that we feel is a, is a, is a big human being, though, but a very athletic. He's going to turn into a very athletic and physical offensive lineman, and those are some of the closest ones. Dan Fedor, a guy 6'7", you know, uh, you know kind of gives us a – you know, back to maybe a John Kling type of body eventually and things like that that we thought that we needed to get a little more length in the offensive line as well. Novitsky's the kid that was the two-time state, all-state lacrosse player, correct? Yes, yeah. He so was that gives one of those you a, play- yeah. a, an idea of athleticism. Yeah, absolutely. Mike has, uh, you know, had offers from some of the major uh you know, top programs in, in Division One lacrosse, you know, and I think you, you look at him and a guy like Gabe Wallace, um, you know, from St. Andrews College really, you know, you know, he's from the from Calgary area over there uh, on the western part of Canada is, you know, he's 6'6". It's a, you know, we list him at 315. I don't know if he's seen 315 in a while. It's probably closer to 335. <laughs> but he's a national rugby player. You know, the, the national team of, of Canada kept asking him. They wanted him to keep playing. So you look at two big bodies like that in that group. I know Derelict Pulse is very excited about it and the chance to work with this this group of linemen and especially after last year you know Paul we played a lot of offensive linemen 
those that line came together. We were developing depth. Now you bring a group of guys like this in here that get to learn underneath them. Nobody gets thrown into the fire, hopefully too early. And now we build that consistency on both sides of the ball that we need. We will talk with Daryl specifically about those players and his offensive line, as we will with every position coach throughout the next 90 minutes here. Let's look ahead a little bit. Well, mm -hmm. let's look briefly back to look ahead. You, you finished with three consecutive wins. You finished six and six. There was so much momentum going. I know the disappointment still burns at you that there wasn't a bowl game. Um, but, but to end strong like that, we, you and I have seen a lot of football. You know that when a team ends strong, it carries that momentum into next year. Mm -hmm. And you've got so many returning players, eight starters on offense, six on defense coming back. Give me a sense of what's going through your mind now about what the potential is for 2018. Well, it, it is. There's a lot of excitement there, but you use an interesting word, potential, and you have to make that potential come true because otherwise potential will just get you beat. And we, we're, we're so close. And as we talked all fall, Paul, when we had these opportunities, you know, we, you know, we could see it. The players could see it. Okay, now what are we going to do in this offseason to make sure we, we even close that gap further? take a huge step in improvement but but you know there's but you know Miami of Ohio was five and seven and so was Eastern Michigan and they feel they're on the cusp and and you know and they just came up so you know that's what makes our league so special is because it is such a fine line but where we're at right now is a very exciting time we you know we're just under a hundred players right now in our offseason program you know that's probably 20 more than we were our first year so mm -hmm. what we're able to do in practice the competition within the positions to create the the necessary means to take um the steps needed and that it's a daily thing and uh with luke Carella, our new new strength and conditioning coach came in with another uh, i guess another set of new ideas a way of doing it and great energy our players have really bought in it's been a very positive start so far with ub football coach lance leipold you know i was thinking about your the, the progression of your time here at ub and you came in in your first year it was figure it out get everybody <laughs> used to who you are the second year winds up sort of being a rebuilding year and and the record reflects that last year was the year where you take the big step forward now you're going into a year where the expectations are there um the the, the you're bringing back almost key players at almost every position do you have to change are you changing the way you're coaching this team maybe compared to the other three off seasons that you've been through and, you know i don't know if we really change i think that's one of the things we tried to do everywhere that we've been along the way as a staff is it's consistency and we talk about that you know we're going to be a developmental program all the time it's going to be doing the little things right and uh, it's a it's a daily process and I know that's a word that gets used a lot in football these days but it is and that's why the word's used and you have to try to do something today that make you a little bit better than you were yesterday and and sometimes that's personally sometimes it's within the competition of the position and all the little things that you have to do I I just think there's a little bit, uh, you know, the word excitement's got to be there, but then the, the urgency to try to get it done as well. And I, I think those are all high positives, and, and hopefully, uh, you know, uh, the Buffalo area, Western New York, will come take a look at this group. Because as we know, Paul, it's an exciting group, and some of the games that we played were so exciting. And when we, we lost those four straight games, the, you know, the thing really could have gone south and the almost really, any of those yeah. yeah well almost any of those games could have gone, gone either way, way. Right. But, but then the last three games they could have played it and, and to watch what they really did and how they handled it 
is really what is the exciting part of where this program is heading. Yeah, and I, and I, I know, and Lance, I feel like there's excitement that's starting to build a little bit around town when, when people mm-hmm. are noticing your players, noticing there's a, articles are being written already mm-hmm. about you're one of the teams to watch this year, and, and there's one article that says Tyree Jackson's the, the best quarterback in the MAC. I mean, the, you know, this is good stuff. This is yeah. the stuff that gets you excited, gets me excited. I know it gets the fans excited. Right, and, and when you're saying that, Paul, the, the, this isn't local stuff. This, this is the, the, national. The, the, this is national. And, and when people have taken a look now and – whether they caught a weekday game or the seven overtime game or, or maybe the first game of the year at Minnesota, they've taken a look at, at some of our players now and watched how they've done it uh, consistently. And, and, you know, whether it be somebody that's done a game uh, on a national network, sending a note to our office, to myself or something, talking about our football team and, and how they watched us through the season. This team is taking and making people take notice as well as our athletic department because when you watch our basketball teams and you watch what else is happening, there's a lot of things in – and, and some of my past stops, Paul, that'll happen. It, it's contagious. It, it builds within an athletic department, within a campus, confidence of being able to see others have success, can filter into your program, and the whole thing will rise up. Yeah, it's exciting time to be a Bulls fan, no matter what sport it is, and particularly with uh, the prospects for football in 2018. Enjoyed the time. Thank you very much. Uh, glad you had a little less stressful <laughs> signing day for the first time in your life. Uh, relax a little bit because I know that, that you don't get very many chances for well, that. I appreciate it, Paul. Good to be with you. All right, that's Bulls head coach Lance Leipold. When we return to Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, we start rattling our way through position coaches here at UB to talk about their recruits and their positions and the prospects for next year. This is the UB Football Signing Day Special from Learfield. Black at Alumni Arena, Tuesday, February 13th, when the UB men's basketball hosts rival Kent State with the first 4,000 fans receiving rally towels courtesy of AMF Bowling. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. From U Sports to the NFL, A-Turf Synthetic Grass Fields are helping athletes have fun and perform at their peak. More than 30 Western New York schools and over 400 schools nationwide call A-Turf their home field. It's what the UB Bulls play on and the Buffalo Bills too. A-Turf Titan has the highest safety rating and the longest warranty. A-Turf, optimal performance for athletes, superior value for owners. Learn more at aturf.com. Attention UB Bulls fans, students, alumni, and staff. Are you shopping for a mortgage? Call Premium Mortgage, the experts in home financing and the official mortgage lender of the UB Bulls. Premium Mortgage has local Western New York processing and underwriting and offers a large variety of financing options and competitive rates and terms. Call now to speak to one of their educated and experienced loan officers at 716-633-0501 or visit premiummortgage.com. 2150 Worley Drive, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14221. Equal housing lender, licensed mortgage banker, NYSDFS, NMLS number 92181. The Learfield Directors' Cup honors the nation's best overall collegiate athletic program in each division, men's and women's sports. The prestigious award continues its reign as the crowning achievement in college athletics, noting the remarkable efforts of student-athletes and their institutions. To follow your favorite team, like us on Facebook, find us at USA Today online and on Twitter at ldirectorscup.com. Over two decades of excellence, the Learfield Directors' Cup. 
The Hyatt Regency in downtown Buffalo is the perfect place for your parents to stay when they come to visit you. The Hyatt Regency Buffalo is located within walking distance to over 50 restaurants and clubs and has great amenities like a 24-hour fitness center, free Wi-Fi, and a full-service spa on property. It's perfect for your parents and just far enough away from UB to eliminate those unannounced morning drop-ins on you. The Hyatt Regency Buffalo. Look at that mouth. That poor, parched mouth. What'd you eat for lunch? Chalk dust? Did your face storm a sandcastle? You're being awfully quiet. Is that because your mouth feels like the business end of a Dremel saw? Is it because your mouth just wrote a haiku and all 17 syllables were dry heaves? Right now, your mouth could be tongue-bathing in the refreshing citrus kick of Mountain Dew. Instead, it feels like you've been motorboating King Tut's sarcophagus. Show some mercy. Crack open a nice cold Mountain Dew. <sighs> you know your mouth wants you to. Do the do. Blackout Alumni Arena, Tuesday, February 13th, when the UB men's basketball host rival Kent State, with the first 4,000 fans receiving rally towels courtesy of AMF Bowling. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. Call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. Welcome back to the UB Football Signing Day Special. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road in Williamsville. It is Buffalo's original pizzeria. We're also broadcasting this show live on Facebook through the ubbulls.com website. So wave and smile, Rob Ionello and Brian Borland. There, there's no, even though it's radio, there's no hiding. There's never any <laughs> hiding in our world anymore. So you ready for uh, you're, you're ready for that? This is ready. my first live on Facebook broadcast, I think. Well, there you go. Congratulations. <laughs> so we're going to continue to talk about the signing day class that Rob Ionello, as the head of recruiting, was a big part in. And we'll talk to Brian a little bit about his new defensive backs, and we'll get into some wide receiver talk with Rob as well, too. But, Rob, we'll start with you. Uh, this is a question that I asked the coach. This was unlike any recruiting period in your coaching lifetime, the nature of the December and February. Have you got a handle on this? And yeah, this, was this, it easier? This Wednesday morning was driving to work and just do normal <laughs> stuff. It was not. Not stressfully driving not, to work. Not stressfully driving to work, not calling some kid at 630 in the morning, not, <laughs> not doing anything like that. So it was. It was different, but you know, the Wednesday uh, in uh, December was was had some you know stuff to it. I mean, so it was flipped. You know, back to December when we had 14 kids signed. So right. Most importantly, do you think the kids appreciate and like this setup better? Does it benefit the players? Do you think? Well, I think it does if you know where you're going and and you've made a decision, because you know I think statistically as you go back, part of the reasoning behind the justification of the early sign date was so many kids had made these decisions early enough x number had made them by the end of june x number made them before their senior year x number made them by december 1st um you know so and and i think we had such a large number nationally between the power five and group of five sign early we just have to see what you know how, how it evolves here in the next few years but um i i do think i i liked it i thought it benefited us in personally buffalo um, because of maybe some of the things that happened to us in the last few years with, with uh, you know, losing some kids at the end to, mm -hmm. to uh, you know, Power 5 schools that we now have signed, you know. And uh, so I think from our standpoint, you know, our staff did a great job of going back to last year, you know, our first junior day a year ago, having probably as good a group of guys on campus as we've had, you know. And, and, and we went back and looked at a number of guys there that were offered by other schools that we signed that went to good programs going to our spring recruiting, then going into our, when we, when we 
kind of were gone every weekend in June to go to these camps in different places. So I thought we did a great job of preparing ourselves for an early signing date. Brian Borland, Bulls defensive coordinator. You mentioned to me you spent more time in the month of January working on next year's recruiting class than you can ever remember in your lifetime. That has to be beneficial not only for the program, but for the kids who can start to get a feel for where they fit in for 2018's class, 2019 technically. Yeah, I think, uh, as Rob said, everything's just kind of sped up here a little bit. So, um, yeah, uh, we, we've got a pretty good start on the 2019 class and, and uh, right, being able to sort that will probably sort itself out uh, rather quickly as well. So, um, you know, just an evolving process and we're, everybody's new to it a little bit. But uh, so far, as, as uh, Rob said, I think it's I think it's really benefiting us. Rob, uh, the interesting thing that jumps out at you when you break down the numbers of this class is five players from the state of New York. I know you guys always want to do that. Sometimes the state doesn't always have a lot of players to try to get, but that perfect storm of a lot of good players and your desire kind of fell in place for the first time in a while. Yeah, we, we really felt like the Buffalo, Rochester area had a tremendous amount of uh, talent last year and then uh, Dan Fedor from Elmira which is not that far from here so you know five guys from from within a close proximity to our campus and then if you count a uh, couple of Can Canadian guys I mean Cole Berniston went to Canisius but he's from Canada and Gabe from Toronto I mean there's seven guys very close to your campus mm -hmm. okay of the 18 on this list I mean if you can have a, a that kind of quality close to your campus and you, you and, and you can do a good job recruiting those guys um, and we had our chance to get our eyes on those guys right at camps. I mean, they were all at our camp. Um, some of them at their junior season, before their junior season, some before their senior season. So now you get a real chance to evaluate them hands-on, and then you get a chance to know them better, and they get a chance to know you better, and I think that all worked itself out great. Let me, uh, let me talk to you about the one player in this class who will play for you as the wide receiver coach. Tell me a little bit about Lamaro Smith, six foot three, 205 pounds from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Yeah, he's a guy that we got a chance to see last summer at a camp, uh, besides watching his video, and, and then he changed high schools going to his senior year, and, and, um, and he's got two terrific parents, Tanya and Lamaro Sr., and uh, he got on our campus in the summer, and then he came back again for an official visit. And, you know, he's on the basketball team at his school. He can really leap, and he can run. When we played uh, Kent, I snuck out and watched him play on a Friday night, and, and um, she just went out in different places that night. And uh, so really think athletically he's, he's really you know, a guy we're going to really like. And he's got height to him, which, uh, you know, we like at the receiver position. So we're really excited about him. Brian, uh, you, you get, you're going to get to coach everybody who's a defensive recruit as your role as defensive coordinator, but mm -hmm. your specialty on the secondary means you get to tell us a little bit about the two players that you've added. And let's start with the one who is already on campus, uh, and that's Joey Banks, who comes from the same junior college as Khalil Hodge and fits in at a position where I know you're looking for some bodies. He's a five foot 10 inch 205 pound safety. Yeah, Joe, we're really, really excited about him. Uh, just uh, being on campus now, being throughout the spring will be a huge advantage. You know, we graduated our uh, two safeties last year uh, who played, you know, well over 80% of our snaps back there. So uh, having a guy that's, that's more ready-made to be able to come in and have a chance to compete uh, to get on the field and play is uh, great. Joey's a great kid. He's a great athlete. Um, you know, he's, he's played Division One football before. Uh, before then he went to the uh, junior college ranks and so he, he's kind of been in there a little bit before had some success and uh, and like I said looking for him just see what he can all of what he can do this spring 
but uh, I, I have a feeling he'll be able to compete favorably. And, again, that's an area that we, we certainly need uh, some guys to step up, and uh, he'll have a chance. When, when Rob keeps recruiting 6-foot, 3-inch wide receivers, you need to recruit some 6-foot, 2-inch <laughs> corners, which is Corey Gross, Jr. from Rochester, three-time All-State player, 6'2", 185. Yeah, Corey played about literally about a half dozen different positions on his, on his team this year. So he's... You know, uh, quarterback, running back, uh, defensive end, linebacker, safety, probably play corner as well. So, uh, you know, but he's, uh, he's, he, he's like what we need. Is he, he runs well. He's long. Uh, got some versatility to him. We had a chance to see him at a couple, couple different camps, our own and, and other camps, and uh, uh, really showed up well. I believe he's probably, uh, you know, like you, uh, a diamond in the rough kind of a player here that nobody knows a whole lot about, but I think we feel pretty confident uh, and what he'll be able to do us for us in the future here as a safety. With Brian Borland, defensive coordinator, Rob Ionello, recruiting coordinator and wide receiver coach, this is the UB signing day special from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit. You, Rob, have the benefit of recruiting or bringing back one of the deepest positions on this team, uh, including a player who has opened everybody's eyes and dazzled. So what more can Anthony Johnson do to be even better than third in the country in receiving and receiving yards? And then talk a little bit about the depth that you bring back at wide receiver. Well, if you sit in the room when we, Anthony and I sit and talk about stuff, you'll think there's a lot of things he could do better. <laughs> and, and I think Anthony spoken like a true coach. Anthony understands that um, himself. And I think the biggest thing that all the players that are returning in the receiver and had some production is they 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 have to grasp the concept of past performance does not not past performance does not dictate future success. And um, so I think if we approach it that way and just look at what we can get better at, which has been, been a, a core value of our program, daily improvement. So we just need to go back to look at what we have to get better at and then have some daily improvement. But obviously Anthony had a tremendous season for us, and, and, and um, the things that you're proud of at Anthony is that he's really, um, you know, he enjoys being at Buffalo. He's embraced um, being successful academically. He's embraced being a successful football player and a good teammate and, and you know, he let us do a few different things with him last year, moving him around, and, and he had to really kind of be a good student of the game to do that, and, and so really happy with him. And K.J. Osborne had a breakout season for himself. You know, he, he, he started out as an outside receiver, and then when, when we had some guys go down at Western Michigan, he jumped in the slot and never looked back. And I'm and, um, hopeful that Antonio Nunn, who's another guy that played mm -hmm. last year, will, will, will grow and get better. And then we have some younger guys that maybe haven't played as much that will have a uh, hopefully a great offseason and, and get jump into spring practice and, and uh, try to get better from there. I know a lot of fans were worried about this. Were you ever worried that Anthony may decide to make the move to the NFL as a junior? Not after our discussions, I was not. And, okay. and because of the reasons that are, were important to Anthony. One, I think he sees the great value of, of coming back here and improving himself and then helping the team. Okay, I think he sees that value, number one. Number two, He'll be the first in his family to get a degree. Mm -hmm. And he sees, he, and that is very important to him to do. Um, and I think he got some good guidance from his cousin, Javion Clowney, being one of them to stay in school. Um, certainly, uh, um, as, as a good decision maker, he you know, entered, entered the, the, the draft protocol program to get a great draft grade, which he got. And then we discussed what that was and where that would sit with him. Um, but he didn't waver from the first, his first conversations of, I'm going to return to school. 
and, um, and it's something that's important to me and the reasons why. Yeah, and I know a lot of Bulls fans were happy to hear that. One of the reasons there's a lot of excitement about this team for next year, Brian, is the fact that you bring your entire cornerback core back, and it's such a critical position uh, from Cam Lewis to Tatum Slack, Devin Russell, Brandon Williams. Uh, all those guys have played, have played well, and you get them for another season. Yeah, you've said it, that we've got some, certainly got some depth there, some quality depth. Uh, Cam Lewis, just a really phenomenal player and uh, really impactful, so um, and uh, there's a couple of those guys that have some good versatility, so we can we can kind of shuffle and move some guys around and create some opportunities uh, to get a lot of those guys on the field. And that's obviously uh, you got you got to have that position as a uh, uh, good players at that position if you're gonna if you're really gonna do anything defensively. So at least we've we've got a good start there. And you mentioned it, you know Joey Banks would be in the mix. You lost uh, um, Tim Roberts and Ryan Williamson, your two starting safeties. Kobe Green played a little bit there, but that's gonna be a position that you're gonna be working on here. Are, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. But, you know, for all those guys, we always say it's a, it's a great opportunity for somebody, right? So we're, we've got we've got to mature there. We've got to come along and, um, and uh, you, you know, you never know. Guys, sometimes guys, when they, when the, they really see an opportunity, they, they really start to flourish, and hopefully that's what's going to happen at that position. All right, Brian, appreciate the time. Rob as well. Uh, good work on the, over the last couple of months. We appreciate Rob Ionello and Brian Borland joining us for this segment. we got much more to come. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road. This is the UB Football Signing Day Special from Learfield. You thought the closest you'd get to a UB football game was your big screen? Think again. Bulls fans, get in safe and secure with Ticketmaster, the official ticketing partner of the University of Buffalo. Save the suspense for the game, not the gate. Know for sure that your tickets are 100% authentic, guaranteed, and ready for kickoff. Now there's nothing to keep you from seeing it live. Just go to Ticketmaster.com, search for UB football, and be a part of the big game. Blackout Alumni Arena, Tuesday, February 13th, when the UB men's basketball team hosts rival Kent State, with the first 4,000 fans receiving rally towels, courtesy of AMF Bowling. With long-range threes, monster dunks, and intense defense, you won't want to miss the Bulls in action. Be sure to get your tickets. We're black to the game, and let's make Alumni Arena loud. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. To order, call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. This month at Town BMW, lease a 2017 BMW 320i X-Drive sedan for $2.95 per month. Only $2.95 per month. Call 505-2100, 505-2100, or stop by 8215 Main Street in Williamsville today. Town BMW is proud to be the official auto partner of UB Athletics and offers special pricing to UB students and employees. Pricing, performance. We got this, Coach. Join our hometown team and let's have a winning season. We, we love, love our town. town. Attention Bulls fans now introducing the latest and greatest addition to UB Athletics, the TriPoint team of Keller Williams Realty. The TriPoint team serves the Western New York community with buying, selling, and investing in real estate. For all of your real estate needs, call the TriPoint team, the MVPs of real estate at 716-398-4425 or visit ubbulls.com slash TriPoint team. The TriPoint team, the official real estate partners of the UB Bulls. 
Join us at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Hey, it's Paul Santora letting you know we have two great locations. One on Millersport Highway next to the Marriott. One on Transit Road next to Transit Lanes. We've got 60 taps, 66 TVs. All of our food is made to order with the freshest and most natural ingredients. Both locations have live music, Millersport on Friday, Transit Friday and Saturday night. There's no better place to enjoy football and hockey with great drink and food specials for every game. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill since 1927. Four generations strong, the only family to say we are the original. Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Great food, great people, great beer. Okay, so five tacos of cheese and a large soda, that's $10,012. Please drive around. Wait, $10,000 what? It's obvious you're buzzed and driving. I've only had a few. I'm fine. Yeah, the food's 12 bucks, but getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Please drive around. Actually, just park and come in. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the UB Football Signing Day Special. It is brought to you in part by Town BMW, the official auto partner of UB Athletics. UB students, faculty, and alumni can save thousands on a new BMW at town. My name is Paul Peck. I want to remind you, and partly because Jim Zabrowski just asked, as soon as we're <laughs> done here with today, we turn it over to Matt Mattia for the pregame show of UB women's basketball. They are home tonight against Kent State. And then as the week goes on, we've got a lot of basketball for you, especially next week. On Tuesday, the men are home with their revenge match against Kent State. The women are home in their revenge match against Central Michigan. That's next Wednesday and then the men are home again on Friday. That's a week from Friday, so a lot of basketball. And the way the men's and women's basketball teams have been playing, it's good that you got a lot of chances to go see them in action. And again, that starts tonight. We continue breaking down the UB football recruiting class of 2018. We welcome in quarterbacks coach Jim Zabrowski and offensive coordinator and running backs coach Andy Kotelnicki to talk a little bit about their group. And Andy, we will start with you. You got two guys in the class this year one of them very familiar to western new york players so yep. let's start with dylan mcduffie six foot 215 pounds played at st francis and then at sweet home uh two years ago at st francis over 1300 yards rushing and 14 touchdowns yep. he had great numbers but he got hurt so the numbers aren't huge 840 yeah. yards uh and he continues a fine tradition of football playing mcduffie's yeah. at ub so tell us a little bit about dylan well dylan has been on our radar probably since we arrived here in buffalo uh, well this is our going into our third or fourth fall now so that very first spring i remember he was uh going to be in his freshman year over at sweet home i went and saw coach Fowler over there who legendary coach at sweet home we talked about him um and uh you know him and he said coaching to keep your eye on this young man as he comes up through the ranks here um, he's going to be something pretty special he's, and he, as you pointed out he has had some uh, family members who have played at UB. Um, and so we have been tracking him for a long time. And Three had him uncles, camp. by the yeah, way, yep. in case anybody's wondering. Yep. Steve, Teddy, and I'm zoning out uh, on the – on the last uncle, but Bolson played in the 90s. Yep. Steve McDuffie is head coach at Bennett High School here yep. in Western New York. So there's a great yep. tradition of McDuffie's here. Yep. Chris McDuffie would there be the go. other yep. one. Yes. And so, 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 so um, you know, identifying Dylan really early in the process, is, as I know Coach Einel and Coach Leipold talked about it, that we want to make sure we do a good job taking care of Section 6 here, right here in the Buffalo area, and, and really thoroughly evaluating every player that's in this area that has a chance to play at this level. And identifying Dylan early is he's one of the guys that could do that um, and seeing him through camps and getting to work with him. And it's, it's pretty special when, you know, I recruit this area, you know, the Buffalo-Rochester area, so I have been recruiting him and I will be his position coach that I have 
a pretty deep relationship with him, you know, that's been going on for almost three years now, um, joining our program, you know, and, and, that, and I'm excited about that. And he brings a uh, physical, you know, set of tools to our, our, back, our backfield that, that we look for. You know, we want to uh, be ber- versatile back there with what we're doing, and he certainly is that kind of player. If he's as good as the last sweet home running back to play yeah. for you, then uh, things would be good if he can be yeah. as good as Jordan Johnson. Jarrett Patterson it comes in. He's already enrolled yep. in classes now from Glendale, Maryland, 5'9", 180 pounds. He was the player of the year on his high school team two years ago, over 2,000 yards rushing, and his twin brother's in the class as yep. well, too. Tell us about Jarrett. Well, Jarrett, when you look at him from a stature standpoint, you're going to see he's like a clone of Emmanuel Reed, and, mm-hmm. and some of those characteristics that thrive and what we try to do offensively is unbelievable guy in terms of his change of direction, his explosiveness, um, that, that shifty kind of back, that shifty kind of skill player um, has an you know, important role in what we're trying to do offensively, and he, he um, is an unbelievable young man, too. You know, we, he, we have been recruiting him for a while as well, and Coach Zabrowski has been involved in getting to know that family, and they're going to be nothing but a resource for us in terms of their athletic ability in our program, but the, the fact that they are such great flag bearers of our university down in the Maryland area, um, it, we're excited about what they're going to be able to do for us here in this program. All right, Jim, you, you get one of the headline guys in the class this year to work <laughs> with, and, and Matt Myers was amazing this past season in leading West Seneca West to a state title, MVP of the state championship game, Western New York Player of the Year, six foot four, two hundred twenty pounds. I think every football fan in Western New York knows all about Matt Myers. But tell us something we else we need to know about him and what you see as his future in this program. Well, the thing about him is, you know, Andy has the area and, and got gave me some information early in the process. And when I got here and started looking at quarterbacks for the next class, and he kind of stuck out to me. But the unique thing about him was. They played such a high-level schedule at Bishop Timon that the record might not have been great. But I didn't care about the games he won. I wanted to see the games where they, they played a team from Georgia. They played a team from Texas. Odessa Permian yeah, they played that a, people would remember they, from Friday Night Lights. They played a national schedule. And the scoreboard didn't look very good. But watching him play in games that I want to see kids have adversity and see what happens. He could play at that speed. And I think the Georgia team had three or four D linemen that were all like Division One recruits or whatnot. So I got a chance to watch him. My like, gosh, really liked him. Got a chance to see him work out. He came over multiple times. Got to know him and his family. Really well. Great family. Great people. And I got a chance. He came to camp, and he just kept getting better every single time. I think some people tape wise may not have thought whatever about him. We watched him. I'm like I really like him. Got to see him in person. I'm like gosh darn man, great looking kid. He can run. He's fast. You know, that's the other thing people don't understand. He's, he, there are some games this year he might have been the fastest guy on the field. At 6'4", 220, 220 pounds. He's very much a modern-day quarterback. Yep. 2,000 yards passing, 1,000 yep. yards rusher, just the third Western New Yorker to do that in a mm. single season. I know one of them was Chad Kelly. Um, yeah, bad, I'm sure somebody comparison. out there can help me figure out who yeah. the other one was. But but he plays the modern quarterback yeah. game, doesn't he? Does, he does. He does all some of the stuff, you know, obviously the zone read stuff and the power read stuff we're doing, being able to throw a quick game, being able to throw on the run and create, you know, make plays. And you watch the kids we have. The ki- a lot of times quarterback play, yeah, you like to have them be able to run. They got to throw. They got to be able to throw the ball, especially in this day and age. You know, especially kids we have. We got to be able to throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Now, the biggest thing about him being able to run is being able to avoid pressure and minimize the sacks, minimize minus plays, and make a great play out of nothing. I think that's one of the best attributes he has. He has so many great ones. He can make bad plays not as bad and make them better plays, and that's huge. And that, you know, I talk about quarterbacks being great eraser. you got you to be an eraser. Right? Things aren't going to be great. I think he has the ability to do that. And like I said, watching him, I'm so proud of him because Andy and I remember he came to camp, and right after he committed, all excited, like a week or two later, and then, 
hey, Bishop might be dropping their football program. Right. I mean, you're like, yeah. the kid, he, he thought about maybe, should I just not play or should I, what, this, or what am I going to do? And all of a sudden, luckily, you know, obviously he's from that area, West Seneca West, got a chance. The next thing you know, it just steamrolls into a state championship, player of the year, every award you can imagine. And we're just so happy, me and him, Andy, both are just so happy for that kid and what he went through. I mean, that was a hard two and three week period. And we're like, gosh, my football team just got dropped, basically. And, yeah. and, and he made decisions. And luckily, he knew some of those kids that worked, worked, he worked so hard at it. He kind of helped that team, you know, raise everything. And those guys played well. Next thing you know, they're, they're winning a state championship, which is, which is just unbelievable. Right. Well, both of you guys, you know, as the coordinator, Andy, and as the quarterback coach, uh, you know, you guys are hands-on every second involved with the quarterback position. Have you reflected a little bit on, on what that position did grew learned last year through the adversity of the injuries and you know you all three quarterbacks that started are all coming back um have all gotten better and you know certainly everybody here is excited about the, the next step for tyree jackson but from both of you guys give us a sense of what you think that position is going to be able to do next year well, i guess well, this, go ahead, you well, go? yeah uh, i think what i'm most excited about from those guys and this really speaks volumes to the kind of players they are is we talk about consistent and daily improvement in our program. It's kind of one of our values that we carry. And then every one of those guys, as they went through the adversity of an injury, you know, watching somebody else have success, whatever it would be, none of them stopped growing in that process. And that speaks volumes to them and their, their ceiling, which is very high for every one of those guys. Um, and that's probably what I'm observing them. And obviously Coach Z did a great job working with them and having to deal with the transition and, you know, you know, knowing who the next starting quarterback is and that right. kind of stuff. I always tease every Thursday I have a meeting with them um, to just review the game plan and some situational things. And Coach Bumpus uh, would come in, our graduate assistant would come in, and he would hand out some stuff. And he'd go, man, this room changes every week. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, and, but, but he did a great job working with those guys. But the fact that they, you know, learned from just observing and, the, the, you know, Kyle going in for a game and a half and playing for a game and a half, you know, how much experience and what that's going to mean to him in the future for him is just an unbelievable thing. And we talk when we talk about in that room, like I always talk, I don't worry about if someone gets hurt, the next guy's gotta play. Like I never worry about the second team or the third team and whatnot. You guys, you're one snap away. Drew found that out. Mm-hmm. Kyle, you were two snaps away in the season. Now you're one snap away. I don't know that Bang, I'll ever forget playing. the look on Kyle's face when the, Drew got hurt <laughs> in the huddle. And if anybody was watching the game broadcast, yeah. they'll remember that that was it. But good for Kyle yeah. that, you know, after the initial shock of I got to play. He went in a play. And, and the way we're the way we're doing things in, in our passing game and being a progression read all everything. The kids can under they they feel great about. It. They're excited about. It. We got great talent on the outside, but they can just come in and play. But I mean, hell, Kyle's first throw was a was a was a four, third and eight. You know, trying to throw a touchdown pass. Hey, good, great. Hey, welcome to Globe College Football. It gets probably <laughs> right. the, probably the best statistically speaking defense. But those kids made each other better. Those through a certain Drew would make a throw and all of a sudden bang, and then Ty would make a throw and they they, they compete and competition makes it great and, and that's what happened. So we're excited about all of it. Very and, w- and one quick note for you, Andy, you, you, the running back position, you bring your top four rushers back yeah. from a year ago. So again, there's another position where you know kind of what you have. It's just a matter of getting those guys better. That's right. And they and we you know as right our staff right now, what we do this time of year is we do a lot of self scout, a lot of evaluation, watching film and. All the position coaches are making cut-ups of their players and things that they need to get better at. And, and uh, you know, having all those guys back to sit there and evaluate what they need to improve on, what they've done good, and then for us to really know um, what their strengths are. Because I think at the end of the day, that's one of the most undervalued things that coaches have to do with deal with on a year-to-year basis is 
what are your players going to be good at and how can you utilize them? And when you have a lot of guys coming back, you can answer that question a lot easier. And that goes in our, you know, both of our rooms, the quarterback room, receiver room, you know, uh, really all of our positions on our side of the ball. Right. Emmanuel Reed, Theo Anderson, Jonathan Hawkins, and Cameron Pickett are the four guys yep. you got coming back. Uh, and then there's a few other guys that will be in the mix yep. there as well, yep. too. Yep. So, uh, you know, again, that last year that was a position that you didn't necessarily know what you had, so that makes it yeah. a lot easier this year, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I tell you, um, we are, there's a saying, right, repetition is the mother of learning, and, and I, I have the follow-up that's saying that experience is the father. Right. And so the fact that those guys are getting repetitions, they're getting experience in live games and live scrimmages uh, just increases their development tenfold. All right. Hey, guys, thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Um, I know you guys are more than anybody excited about where things are yep. going to go yeah. next year. Can't wait to get a chance to see everybody out on the field. Spring practice starts in a couple of weeks, and then the spring game on April 13th at UB Stadium. Andy Kotelnicki, offensive coordinator, running backs coach, Jim Zabrowski, quarterbacks coach. Guys, thanks for the time. Thanks, thanks Paul. All right. We've got much more to talk about here, more recruits, more positions to break down. It's the UB Football Signing Day special from Learfield. UB Athletics proudly invites you to etch your name into history with a personalized brick on the new Stampede Plaza located near the brand new Murchie Family Fieldhouse. Available in three fully customizable styles, these bricks are the perfect way to celebrate holidays, graduations, or any special occasion. Join us in celebrating UB's rich heritage and exciting future. To cement your personal legacy at the University of Buffalo, call 833-551-5702 or visit bricksforbulls.com. This month at Town BMW, lease a 2017 BMW 320i X-Drive sedan for $295 per month. Only $295 per month. Call 505-2100, 505-2100, or stop by 8215 Main Street in Williamsville today. Town BMW is proud to be the official auto partner of UB Athletics and offers special pricing to UB students and employees. Pricing, performance. We got this, Coach. Join our hometown team and let's have a winning season. We, we love our town. Attention UB Bulls fans, students, alumni, and staff. Are you shopping for a mortgage? Call Premium Mortgage, the experts in home financing and the official mortgage lender of the UB Bulls. Premium Mortgage has local Western New York processing and underwriting and offers a large variety of financing options and competitive rates and terms. Call now to speak to one of their educated and experienced loan officers at 716-633-0501 or visit premiummortgage.com. 2150 Worley Drive, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14221. Equal housing lender, licensed mortgage banker, NYSDFS, NMLS number 92181. From U Sports to the NFL, A-Turf Synthetic Grass Fields are helping athletes have fun and perform at their peak. More than 30 Western New York schools and over 400 schools nationwide call A-Turf their home field. It's what the UB Bulls play on and the Buffalo Bills too. A-Turf Titan has the highest safety rating and the longest warranty. A-Turf, optimal performance for athletes, superior value for owners. Learn more at aturf.com. You thought the closest you'd get to a UB football game was your big screen? Think again. Bulls fans, get in safe and secure with Ticketmaster, the official ticketing partner of the University of Buffalo. Save the suspense for the game, not the gate. Know for sure that your tickets are 100% authentic, guaranteed, and ready for kickoff. Now there's nothing to keep you from seeing it live. Just go to Ticketmaster.com, search for UB football, and be a part of the big game. At Pepsi, we think it's important to celebrate stuff in life. Like when you text that really cute guy you met at a party on Friday, and he immediately texts you back, you celebrate with an ice-cold Pepsi. 
or your friend turns on the radio and your absolute most favorite new song just happens to be playing. That calls for a Pepsi, too. Because when you and your roommate order a pizza and the delivery guy throws an extra breadsticks, no charge? Break out the Pepsi. Welcome back to Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road. It's Buffalo's original pizzeria, and tonight it is the home of the UB Football Signing Day Special. Tomorrow, it's the UB Basketball Insider Show from Santora's on Millersport, and we do that every Thursday at 5 o'clock, but we're talking football tonight because today was the second of two signing days for high school football players, and here to talk about some of the players they've added to their position as we continue to work our way through the roster, offensive line coach Daryl Agpalsa and tight ends coach Alan Hensel. And Daryl, we'll start with you because you got the most guys out of any position. You got four of the 16 recruits, um, which, you know, the more big guys you can add to the lineup is always the better, right? Yeah, you're right. It was Christmas for the offensive line. There you go. There you go. Well, take us through a little bit of some of the guys that you've added, and let's start with the one you added today because he's an interestingly intriguing prospect, and that's Gabe Wallace, 6'6", 315 from British Columbia, the number one ranked offensive lineman in in the entire country of Canada. Yeah, he's he's a tremendous get for our program, and we're excited to get him here. Um, You know, the things that he was able to do in Canada, the way he's built – you know, what he can do for our program in terms of size, strength, stature. Um, he's going to be a great addition for us. He really is. Mike Nowitzki, 6'5", 240 from Victor. Talked with Coach a little earlier in the show about he's a two-time All-State lacrosse player. Right. Obviously, you hear 240 and you think, well, that's a little bit light. But you guys must feel like you can bulk him up to to be a legitimate D1-sized offensive lineman. Yeah, he actually, uh, when he came on his official visit, I think early in January, he's already 275 pounds. So he's, he's growing pretty quick now. I would say so. Um, but, you know, to add his athleticism, anytime you can get a young man that's played the defensive end and tight end in high school that, that, that is uber athletic, has a tremendous ceiling for us. I think he's going to be able to grow and do a great job for us. Tyler LaRue comes from Mentor, Ohio, 6'5", 295. Yeah, Tyler LaRue is, a, is a, another great addition to our program, very athletic, very physical, did a lot of things, um, and was well-decorated at, at Gilmore Academy, uh, has tremendous support system with his family, great people. He's, he's, he's another great one. And then uh, Dan F- uh, Fedor from Elmira, six foot seven, two hundred and eighty-six pounds. Yeah, he's he's going to be a really good one, I think. You know, we've actually had the opportunity to recruit Dan since he was a sophomore, and um, the body of work he's put together through the last two years, I think the sky's the limit for that young. Yeah, man. there's a there's a good football tradition down in the Elmira Binghamton mm-hmm. area. That a lot of good football players have come out of there. Yeah, you're exactly right. I think they just won another section championship, so they did really good for themselves. All right, so you get the four offensive linemen. Alan, you only get one new prize to play. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, but but he's a local kid that people know around here, and it's Cole Berniston from Canisius High School, 6'3", 225. He played primarily running back at right. Canisius, but tell me about the projection of the tight end yeah, spot. Yeah, so uh, the nice thing about Cole with him being in town here, playing at Canisius, was we were able to get him going into a senior year over at camp. And I was able to work with him, and, and he will be able to do everything we ask our uh, tight ends and fullbacks to do. Uh, a lot of people around the program know about Glenn Molinich. Uh, he'll do a lot of that same type of stuff. He's really athletic. He can run. Uh, you know, he was first team all state. Uh, they won a state championship. I mean, he's a really good football player, and I think he'll be able to help our team in a lot of different ways. There's fewer and fewer teams that are using tight ends. Do you see 
an advantage for this team, and it, you see it in recruiting that that you have a, that there may be less teams chasing the same amount of players. You know, there always is, and tight end is always such a unique position to project, and you've seen it done with quarterbacks, running backs, uh, receivers. So, however we get get them there, you know, is, is we just got to get it done, you know. Right. Uh, Daryl, uh, we'll talk with Tim Edwards about him in a moment, but because uh, we, we had the notoriety of the first Hawaiian player ever to play at UB, which is where you're from, uh, tell me the story about getting Atu Vainicola yeah. to come to Buffalo from a junior college in California, but a native of Maui. Yeah, we finally got one here, huh? That's right. Yeah, it's a great deal. You know, Atu's a, a great young man. We found him out in junior college, um, and from... For me, it's special just because there's so much in common and there's so many threads in common between I and he's having a tremendous year. Actually, he's actually here mid-year enrollee. Um, is I think he's going to perform really well for us. Really and happy to have you him. You and I have talked about the high quality of football that's played on the island, and there's so many players that come to the states with an uh, looking for an opportunity to play and and play at a high level. Yeah, you're exactly right. It's um. For, for, for young kids coming from Hawaii, just getting the opportunity, he went through the junior college route in the hopes that he could find a way to, to earn a scholarship, and he did just that. Well, Alan, much like a lot of the other positions on this team, you get everybody back yeah. that performed last year. Tyler Mabry, the starter, Zach LaFave, Andrew Gray, and then even Julian Barrasso, who I know you like very much, who redshirted. Um, tell me about your group. Tell me about the next steps that a guy like Tyler Mabry can take. No doubt, and I, I am really excited about my group because they were they were one of the young, we were one of the more young positions on our team last year, and I think with those guys getting as much experience as they did, and then adding in guys like Julian, and then Jake Mullenich played a little bit for us, and having Andrew back, and Zach, you know, he had an injury towards the end, he's going to be back healthy, I mean, I am really excited, and then adding Cole, I, I feel really good with where the position is heading, and, uh, you know, the best part about it is they all work good together and they all keep pushing each other. My name is Paul Peck with Alan Hensel, Bulls tight ends coach, Darrell Agpalsa, Bulls offensive line coach. This is the UB football signing day special from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on transit. Well, Darrell, you get three starters coming back from a year ago, O'Hagan, Kazarzak, and Tomas Jack Cordela. You lose two in David Goldsby and Brandon Manasalva. So take me through a little bit of the process of how to replace them and how to have the guys that are coming coming back take the next step yeah you know we talked earlier uh, during the season about this show that how we were so lucky to have so much depth in our program uh, and at times we had up to nine guys get about throughout this season about a hundred game snaps and you know it's going to be a tremendous loss with David losing on the right tackle side and with Mono leaving at the left guard side but you know what's interesting enough is that we have four guys that are going to really truly battle for that position that have a lot of game experience and game reps so it's going to be a, it's going to make for a fun spring for us. Who are some of the guys that are in the mix to fill those two spots? Yeah, as of right now, obviously, especially in the first four games when David was unavailable, we played Coyote Awashika and Jaquise Webb, and they manned that right side for four games. So they've had starts already underneath their belt. They played significant snaps for us. So we feel really excited about that right side. Um, and then at the left guard position right now, you talk about a young man like Skylar Hartley that has a bunch of game experience for us. Paul Nosworthy that had tremendous game experience for us. Um, and that doesn't even include young guys that are coming up like Mike Kennefick, Jacob Gall, Jack Klink. Those kind of kids are just pushing our, our unit in the right direction. Uh, Alan, uh, you know, I mentioned this to you earlier, but and, and I'm thinking of you're watching the Super Bowl and you're seeing two of the best tight ends in the NFL and how they're being used. I mean, Zach Ertz really was the Eagles' number one no receiver. Doubt. You can argue that, that Gronkowski was the Patriots' number one receiver. Yep. It's such an interesting position. There are guys who, can, who are supersized receivers, and then there are guys who are, 
our lighter offensive tackles. That's right. Um, what's the challenge in the in coaching the position as it is now? You know, there, there's always a uh, – yours getting pulled so many ways, whether that's passing game, run game, uh, guys on special teams. But I, I think what, what I like trying to be able to do is have, and the best analogy is, I want the tight end group to be like a basketball starting five. I want guys that are big guys. I want guys that are like point guards. I want forwards. And that way on offense, we can use these guys all these different ways to complement the quarterbacks, the receivers, and the O-line. You know, we saw the passing game take strides last year that, that yep. hadn't been done around here in a long time. Uh, the receivers got a lot of the glory, rightly so, yep. um, but the tight ends played a role in that. How do you see that position evolving in where where the offense may be going in 2018? You know, I think it all comes down to, uh, you know, being able to get our best guys on the field, and, and but we do play not just 11 guys. We'll play 13, 14 different guys uh, throughout, and I think, if, if the tight end group can continue to develop, that will just make our offense better as a whole. Yeah, and it affects you, Daryl, as well on the offensive line. Uh, different quarterbacks, different running backs, different styles. Uh, you know, we saw the offense take a rather dramatic shift towards the end of the season where the quarterback wasn't running. How how's the uh, the adapting process go for the offensive line and all of that? Yeah, I think when, when you're going throughout a season and whether it be injury or what you're being successful at, everything's fluid, so you have to find a way to adapt to your situation. And last year, as we started to have tremendous success throwing the ball, we knew we geared up to, to become better protectors for our quarterback and take care of him because we know if we gave him time, he was going to find the open receiver. So do you spend a little more time on pass protection as spring practice goes along, or do you try Try to find a balance between the two of them? You know, as a coach, you're always looking at to improve your deficiencies. You know what I mean? And I, I'm not saying that our run game was deficient, but it's something where we want to make it better. Mm -hmm. So we'll continue to work on our pass protection and improving that aspect, and we're going to continue to run the ball better too. All right, gentlemen, appreciate the time very much. Looking forward to seeing what both of your position groups are going to do to make uh, this upcoming season uh, uh, as special as I think it can be. Alan Hensel, Great. tight ends coach. Darrell Agpulsa, offensive line coach. Gentlemen, appreciate the time. Enjoy a little bit of uh, relaxation here, will you? Thank you so much. All right, Thanks, we've Paul. got more to come. We're going to talk a little defense. We haven't talked a lot of defense. We're going to do that when we return to the UB Football Signing Day special from Learfield. Voice of the UB Bulls, 50,000-watt ESPN 1520, WWKB, Buffalo. You thought the closest you'd get to a UB football game was your big screen? Think again. Bulls fans, get in safe and secure with Ticketmaster, the official ticketing partner of the University of Buffalo. Save the suspense for the game, not the gate. Know for sure that your tickets are 100% authentic, guaranteed, and ready for kickoff. Now there's nothing to keep you from seeing it live. Just go to Ticketmaster.com, search for UB football, and be a part of the big game. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. UB Athletics proudly invites you to etch your name into history with a personalized brick on the new Stampede Plaza located near the brand new Murchie Family Fieldhouse. 
Available in three fully customizable styles, these bricks are the perfect way to celebrate holidays, graduations, or any special occasion. Join us in celebrating UB's rich heritage and exciting future. To cement your personal legacy at the University of Buffalo, call 833-551-5702 or visit bricksforbulls.com. Attention Bulls fans now introducing the latest and greatest addition to UB Athletics, the TriPoint team of Keller Williams Realty. The TriPoint team serves the Western New York community with buying, selling, and investing in real estate. For all of your real estate needs, call the TriPoint team, the MVPs of real estate at 716-398-4425 or visit ubbulls.com slash TriPoint team. The TriPoint team, the official real estate partners of the UB Bulls. Every hiring manager knows that a company is only as good as the people it's made from. So where do you find the best people? That may surprise you. Meet the grads of life, young adults of unique determination and experience, an ideal fit for your company in an entry-level position, internship, or even mentorship. They might not have every qualification you typically look for, but they're exactly who your company needs. This is talent worth knowing about. Go to gradsoflife.org to learn how to find, cultivate, and train this great pool of untapped talent. Brought to you by the Ad Council and gradsoflife.org. Blackout Alumni Arena, Tuesday, February 13th, when the UB men's basketball team hosts rival Kent State, with the first 4,000 fans receiving rally towels, courtesy of AMF Bowling. With long-range threes, monster dunks, and intense defense, you won't want to miss the Bulls in action. Be sure to get your tickets. We're black to the game, and let's make Alumni Arena loud. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. To order, call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. Welcome back to Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road. It's Buffalo's original pizzeria. My name is Paul Peck, and we continue the UB Football Signing Day special. We're here until 6.30 when Matt Mattia takes over on ESPN 1520 with the pregame show for tonight's UB women's basketball game against Kent State. Still plenty of time for you to hop in the car, drive over to Alumni Arena, and check out one of the hottest teams in the Mid-American Conference, the UB women's basketball team. They tip it off tonight at 7 o'clock. We are breaking down the recruiting class of 16 new players for the UB Bulls and we have done it by position. We have talked all about those dazzling glory hungry offensive <laughs> players. Now it's time to get into the trenches here a little bit with the defensive guys. We welcome in defensive line coach Tim Edwards and linebackers coach Chris Simpson. Right, everybody wants to talk about all the touchdowns. Nobody likes to talk about the guys who have to stop them, right? That's right. That's right. But we're going we're gonna to change that right now. Yes, we are. All right, uh, Tim, let's start with you. You had three members of the recruiting class this year, uh, including, uh, matter of fact, I think all of them are JC kids, right? They're all here already as mid-year enrollees, so you get a chance to really get going with them. Uh, and let's start with a guy that we mentioned in our last segment because Daryl Agpalsa from Hawaii was able to get the Bulls' first ever player from Hawaii here, Atu Vinicola, a 280-pound defensive tackle, a JC kid from California. Tell us about him. Oh, we, we're excited to get him. And, and one of the key things you just alluded to was we got all three of them on campus right now. And uh, one of the guys we'll talk about a little later, he was not a junior college. He was a prep kid. But at the end of the day, you got three big guys on, on campus right now and, and losing the two guys with Ford and, and Damone Harris, you know, potential NFL guys. You want to try to replace those guys and get them fast as possible. But right. a, but a two is, is a... Is a I think it was a great find for him, for us. You know, we got a guy from the island, and uh, he's a big guy, and he's already up to 290. 
So, so we're excited to get big guys that we can do kind of simple stuff with, and that's part of the key for us last year to be able to do simple stuff with guys, and I think he's one of the guys that give us a chance to do that. Have you uh, learned any uh, Hawaiian island traditions yet from him? Has he translated any of those to Western New York? No, no, not yet, not yet. I'm, fortunately, unfortunately, he's been spending most of the time with the strength coach, so we'll get to it. I know he liked the – they like to smoke pigs in the ground. I'm from Mississippi, so I think it's going to be a great fit. It's going to be a great fit. Speaking of Mississippi, your other junior college transfer, Deshondrick Foxworth, a 310-pounder from Columbia, Mississippi, who played at Jones County Junior College. And the only reason I would know anything about Jones College Junior Junior College is because I watched Last Chance U, and they're in the same league there yes. uh, as the national champions down there, right? Yes, he's uh, he's one of those uh, Mississippi Junior College and and. Throughout the recruiting world, you know, we consider Mississippi Junior College the SEC of junior colleges. So they're known to have a bunch of big guys, uh, explosive guys, big, basically at the end of the day, big country boys. And, and that's what he brings to the table, a 300-pound guy. And, and, and we've been fortunate to have those guys inside and excited to have another one. So both of those guys are kind of more defensive tackles, correct? Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. How about the other kid, Eddie Wilson, who comes from Milford Academy, which is yeah. a prep school? Is he a little more of a defensive end at 6'4"? No, no, no. He's, he's a, straight, a tackle, he's too? He's a straight nose All right. tackle. I'm there you go. About, he's, he's the anchor, and, then, he's and by these numbers, <laughs> they are being real considered. I think freshman, probably was his freshman in high school, 6'4", 285. He's a... <laughs> He's a big kid. Like he, he will be the one of the biggest guys we have on our on our team right now. So he, he's a big kid and bring like two or three championships from Aboken. So you know, not not only he's a big kid, but he's he's done it and been successful. And uh, we've had a lot of success with the Milford Academy. Last year we got Malcolm Ma Coons that came in yep. in January, just like him. And uh, a couple of years ago we had Christian Gonzalez mm -hmm. kid that came in January. So uh, Rob has done a good job of getting that relationship going. And uh, we're excited to get him in. And he, we're really excited. He's a young kid that's really, really big. Right. Chris Simpson, no one makes uh, the linebackers happier than having big bodies in front of them <laughs> so they can go make the tackles. No so question. your two recruits uh, are going to be happy once they get here. Matter of fact, James Patterson is already here, six foot, 215 pounds from Glendale, Maryland. We already talked about his twin brother on the running back position. James Patterson had 180 tackles as a senior. Tell us about him. Yeah, James is. Uh, I would. I would say he's a. He's a true inside Mike Will type linebacker. Uh, very physical. Very explosive. I, I think if you take a peek at his highlight tape, he's actually. Uh, uh, I, I want to say he should be under contract with Rydell as many helmets as he <laughs> as he's broken um, and had to replace, whether it's be his or their or the opponent. But, uh, yeah, he's on campus right now, so real excited to get him going in spring ball. Uh, another one of those gray shirt type opportunity guys. And, and uh, I, I, I personally, I, I really like twins because they are very competitive. They mm -hmm. have to be from, from birth. I mean, my wife is a twin. Uh, we, the, we got the Ames brothers that, that have played for us and Jake's with us still right now that are very competitive, and, and the Pattersons are no different. They're going to be very extremely competitive. Uh, athletic individuals that uh, I'm really excited about James. And they're on the opposite sides of the ball, which doesn't hurt either, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Uh, your other recruit is Max Michelle from Elizabeth, New Jersey, 6'2", 215 pounds, a kid who had 14 sacks as a senior in high school. Yeah, and he actually is here as well. He's also a, 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 a gray-shirted mid-year enrollee. So we have both of those guys here on campus, like Coach Edwards is talking about having uh, those defensive tackles. We're excited to, to be able to get those guys involved with spring ball. They're involved with our off-season conditioning program right now with Coach Lou, and 
doing a great job. Uh, uh, Max is extremely explosive, uh, very twitchy, very athletic. Uh, the other more day, of an outside pass he's more of an outside type? outside backer, uh, more of a field type outside backer. Uh, like like was a high jump, triple jump type, long jump guy in, in high school and. Uh, extremely, extremely explosive, so excited to see what he can do as well. My name is Paul Peck. This is the UB Football Signing Day Special. We make our way through the list. We're talking defense with defensive line coach Tim Edwards, linebackers coach Chris Simpson. Well, Tim, let's take a look at the position. You mentioned you lost a couple of really key guys and leaders in Chris Ford and Damone Harris, so you've got some holes to fill. What do you see as some of the players that are going to be in the mix to fill those holes? And then again, you also bring back some pretty good guys in Chuck Harris and Justin Brandon as well too well that, that's the biggest thing you know we're bringing uh uh chuck and all conference performance so we're excited to have him back in and uh justin brandon and we figured he'll be all conference probably potential uh preseason type guys and uh so Koontz and uh miles nicholas played last year they was role guys and you know we always been fortunate to have the enough ability to rotate a bunch of guys so we feel comfortable with those two guys and, uh, you know, uh, Riggins sit out last year. He was a transfer from UMass, kid from Rochester. Mm -hmm. So we're excited about him. And uh, with the young two guys, uh, Jalen Nolan and Freddie Durellis. So, so we're excited about those guys. And, and the key is where we at. You said we're going to have 17 guys in spring ball. So everybody we expecting to do some work is going to be on campus, figuring out how we're going to do it the UB way and kind of maybe pick up what – try to get back as fast as we can what we left off from last year. We saw as the season went on, Chuck Harris become a dominant player. Uh, can he take that next step to become uh, uh, an all-conference level? I mean, already, he's already there, but I mean, every game was six, seven, eight tackles, two for loss, a sack, forced fumbles, touchdowns. Take us through how much he got better as the year went on and what do you think he can do next year? Well, his progression has been beautiful. You know, obviously, and just the way we've been fortunate to be able to do it. And, uh, you know, he, he was a limited role guy as a freshman, true freshman, 17-year-old kid. I ain't talking about, uh, you know, so Chris went, Chris dug him out in Detroit and got a kid, an unbelievable athlete, and he's just been developed, just kind of like the whole team. We've been getting guys that we kind of narrow in and, and, and figured out who we wanted and, uh, and took him through the process. And he's just, uh, to me, he's an example of the process of what we had as a program now. You get a guy that's maybe didn't have 20 offers, but a guy that was a big-time football player, and, and Chris did a good job of noticing this guy got some potential. And he get here, he buy into what we're trying to get done, and then you look back four years, four years from now, he's the NFL prospect. Yeah, I think he's and, on the brink of being and, able and, to do and, that. And I, hopefully he takes the next phase and, and I'm have that unbelievable year, and then we all get to reap the benefits of it. Speaking of NFL prospects, you get the benefit of having another year out of Khalil Hodge, and, and he, he's been amazing through his first two. He's gotten better in each of those years. What's the next steps that you're trying to help Khalil make? Well, we, we've actually spent some time over the last uh, couple of weeks here watching some, some, some tape from the season, watching cut-ups, and, and there are a number of things that can, Khalil can, can st still continue to work on. Uh, you know, I met with him the other day, and, we both kind of just looked at each other and said, you, you believe that this is it now? We got one more year after after being here for three years, or you, you know, and uh, so we're real excited. I'm excited. I think Khalil is is uh, really working hard uh, and, and is going to continue to grow as a leader in this program and uh, uh, will leave his legacy, you know, and, and I do say legacy because I, I think he, he's going to be, he's going to go down as one of the great ones, at least in terms of productivity. 
and, you know, uh, and that says a lot coming from a program like this with with the guys that have come through. So we're real excited. You bring Jordan Collier back at one outside linebacker position. You do lose Jarrett Franklin and Ishmael Hargrove at the other. So who are some of the next wave of players that you think are going to compete for that job and be ready to step up? Well, I think uh, as the season progressed, uh, I would say that Qaddafi Wright really started to come into his own, and I would expect him to, to continue to grow in that fashion. I think Matt Outwinowski has always uh, been a very solid backup to Khalil and a guy that we can get in there and, and, and give him a break every now and again. And then there's a couple young guys with, uh, you know, with a, a Tim Terry uh, from Pittsburgh coming in. I, I'm excited about him. Jay Harrison played a little bit last year as a true freshman. A lot on special um, teams. I think he's a guy that we all noticed on special teams. Didn't see much of him in regular defense. Is, is, is there that potential for him to step into that role? I do think so. I do think so that, uh, you know, and, and we made the decision to, to pull Jay's red shirt and uh, because of that reason that we thought he could really give us something in special teams, and I think he did. Uh, and then Justin Mobile was injured. You know, another Pilate guy was injured throughout the year last year, so we'll get him back from injury. And, and you know, I, I really do like the depth. I was talking to the guys today, as a matter of fact, that we've, we've got more guys in my linebacker room than I ever have anywhere I've been uh, in terms of just sheer numbers. Um, so, you know, we got a good group, and uh, I think they're all – uh, holding each other accountable, and it's going to make us all better. Tim, you, you've been around uh, at, at high levels of football throughout your life, including playing in the NFL. Um, do you see some things happening here that have the potential to make this a special season? You know, the, the guys that are returning, the players that you know you have, uh, the, the, the way the season ended last year, these are a lot of things that you want to check off on boxes when you move from one season to, the, to another. Give us a sense of what you think the potential for 2018 can be. Well, it's, it's, it's whatever we want. Uh, I think Chris just alluded to, at the end of the day, we, in each meeting room, everybody's going to pretty much have who we are expecting to be the guy in that meeting room. I'm talking about like in January. So we'll get the 15 practices this spring. Then we'll get the 25 of camp. So you're talking about 40 practices where the people that you are expecting to do certain things are already there. You know, probably from a D-line perspective, it's the three junior college guys or the two and the mid-year. You know, there are guys that are going to be new to the process. But we just feel comfortable with, with Lou, our new strength and condition guy, the things that in a two-week time with those guys, you can already see it. And, and you know, we know what football looks like. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been fortunate to know what it looked like. And the stuff they are doing outside off the field looks like football. And we're confident and feel good about what we've been able to do since we've been here. And uh, just, it's just a good feeling, just a good feeling. So, you know, we just got to – Keep them away from distractions, and hopefully they are ex excited as we are, excited about the process and, and get into it. So, But it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's exciting because Lord knows we paid our dues now. It, <laughs> it, it right. ain't been all hunky-dory now. It's been some, it's been some tough days. <laughs> Time for the payoff, isn't it? days, and, yes, we are waiting for the – they said we're waiting for the cow to come in. And come All right, in great. One of the top defenses in the MAC last year figures to only be better with help from Chris Simpson, linebackers coach, and Tim Edwards, defensive line coach. Guys, thank you very much for the time. Congratulations on the signing class. Yeah, appreciate Boys it. Up. Thank you. All right, when we come back, we'll hit our final segment of the UB Football Signing Day special. Talk a little bit about the schedule next year, a little bit about some of the national notices that the program is getting. We'll do that when we come back to Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road. This is the UB football signing day special from Learfield. 
Blackout Alumni Arena Tuesday, February 13th, when the UB men's basketball team hosts rival Kent State, with the first 4,000 fans receiving rally towels, courtesy of AMF Bowling. With long-range threes, monster dunks, and intense defense, you won't want to miss the Bulls in action. Be sure to get your tickets. We're black to the game, and let's make Alumni Arena loud. Tip-off is at 7 p.m. To order, call 877-UB-THERE or visit ubbulls.com. This month at Town BMW, lease a 2017 BMW 320i X-Drive sedan for $295 per month. Only $295 per month. Call 505-2100, 505-2100, or stop by 8215 Main Street in Williamsville today. Town BMW is proud to be the official auto partner of UB Athletics and offers special pricing to UB students and employees. Pricing, performance. We got this, Coach. Join our hometown team and let's have a winning season. We, we love, love our town. town. Attention UB Bulls fans, students, alumni, and staff. Are you shopping for a mortgage? Call Premium Mortgage, the experts in home financing and the official mortgage lender of the UB Bulls. Premium Mortgage has local Western New York processing and underwriting and offers a large variety of financing options and competitive rates and terms. Call now to speak to one of their educated and experienced loan officers at 716-633-0501 or visit premiummortgage.com. 2150 Worley Drive, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14221. Equal housing lender, licensed mortgage banker, NYSDFS, NMLS number 92181. As the University of Buffalo's technology solutions provider, Comdoc worked together with UB to develop a comprehensive program that lowers overall printing costs by consolidating print resources and implementing initiatives that reduce waste. Choose the winning team and visit Comdoc.com or call 716-689-0202 to see how Buffalo's premier technology solutions provider can help you optimize your workflow. Welcome back to the UB Football Signing Day Special. My name is Paul Peck. We're at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road. We have been talking football for nearly the last hour and a half. Nothing could be better than that in February. But then at 6.30 in about 11 minutes, we shifted over to basketball. Matt Mattia takes over with the pregame show for the UB women's basketball game, which is tonight at Alumni Arena against Kent State. Still time for you to get over. Tickets still available to go check out uh, the women's basketball team, which has been off to an amazing 8-2 and two start in MAC play. And then lots of action on the basketball court over the next week or so. The men are home on Tuesday. The women home again on Wednesday. Those are both huge games. And then the men have a big nationally televised game a week from Friday. So plenty of basketball going on. And it's been great basketball as both teams are off to great starts. We're talking a little bit more football and taking a little high-level approach. We thank all the assistant coaches for coming on and talking about their recruits and their positions. But now we welcome an assistant athletic director for communications, John Fuller, to take a little bit of a high-level look at this. And, John, in talking to all the assistant coaches, it, it got me thinking about something and the progressions of football programs. And I take you back to 2007 when the Bulls had a strong finish to the season. You had Drew Willie, you had Naaman Roosevelt, you had James Starks. You sensed that the team was ready to break out and do some special things and we saw that in 2008 do you feel like there's a comparison between 2007 and 2017 and what it might mean for the next year yeah not only that but I would even go back even a little sooner and go back to the end of the 2012 season remember um, the Bulls won three of their last four to finish the 2012 season and then went on to win eight games to go to a bowl game in 2013 so I think both of those you know the, the 08 year the 13 year I think there, there's no question about it. I mean this team 
you know, I, I think last year kind of we were, we were under the radar, right? I mean, we, there was no coming off a, a two-win season. Coming that off a two-win season, not a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of expectations, and you know, really just it started to turn the corner, and, and you know, obviously finishing, you know winning your last three games of the year to become bowl eligible the first time, just the third time in school history. You know, it really, uh, these guys are hungry. And I think almost not getting the bowl game, it was disappointing for all of us, but I think that really has kind of built a fire in, in the belly of these players. You know, they, they, they know that, hey, you know, six and six is not going to be good enough next year. We got to, you know, we got to go seven to five, eight and four, whatever we have to do. We have, we have, we've got to win every single game. We can't let any of these games slip. And, and I think, you know, the hunger they have is, is, is really going to make for a good season next year. And the expectations are legit if based on nothing other than the facts, which is eight starters returning on offense, six on defense, four of your five all-MAC players returning. You bring all your quarterbacks back. You bring almost all your receivers, top receivers. You bring your top four running backs back. You bring your top tackler back. I mean, there isn't a position really on the field where you, you have to sweat it out to kind of see what, what it's going to be next year. Yeah, it's – it's. I mean, look at our quarterback situation. I mean, you have, you know, you know Tyree Jackson, who is just an incredible performer, and then – Behind him, you have, oh, you have a guy that threw for 573 <laughs> yards right. and seven right. touchdowns. Drew Anderson. So at quarterback, it's just, it's, we have the luxury of, of riches almost, you know, to be able to have really two really, really good quarterbacks at that position. Even Kyle Van Trees, who was thrown into action last year and did a good job. Um, you know, and then, you know, running backs, you know, we, have, we have four returning running backs and all the starters. Yeah, and, and we have, I don't know, we have a, a receiver, pretty good receivers. Anthony Johnson, I don't know if you're yeah, familiar I've with him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, he, he's yeah, pretty good. in the country. I think <laughs> we've all heard yeah. of him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, he, he's an amazing talent. And, and uh, so, I mean, and then obviously on the defensive side of the ball, you have a Cleo Hodge in the mid, at middle linebacker. And all second the corners and, and all returning. The corners. You know, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, I mean, we missed, we're going to lose some stars at different positions. But, you know, I think. I think they, what we didn't have in previous years that we started to develop last year was depth. And I think, I think now th those guys who got a lot of experience last year are, are going to be able to move up into that starting role. But, but I think, you know, last I, I think that we won't be throwing a lot of just fresh, you know, freshman young players out there because I think we were able to kind of build some depth at some of those positions we're going to need to replace. And and people on a national level are starting to notice. Uh, you know, there have been some things written over the last couple of weeks. Uh, one article, top 20 teams in the country to watch for yep. 2018. The Bulls are on that list. Uh, there was an article written about the best quarterback in every conference. Tyree Jackson is the yep. guy on the MAC list. As in your role in the athletic communications office, are you starting to sense that, getting phone calls, starting to hear from people that want to know more about what's going on here? Yeah, no question about it. Like I said, you know, coming off of a two-win season, you know, it, there wasn't a lot of buzz around this team. And now coming off a six-and-six six year and, and putting up the numbers that we did, there, there's a lot of buzz. And, and we're, we're, you know, we're getting calls, you know, you know we're, and we'll do, a, you know, we'll do our best to get our guys out there, get Tyree Jackson's name out there. Get, I mean, Anthony Johnson, you know, it not only will, should, could be a finalist for the Blitnikoff Award, but, I mean, if he keeps playing like he's playing, I mean, I yeah, hate to say, you know, I'm not you – know, I, I'm not afraid to say the H word, you know. Say I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's like it's, it. it's you know. I mean, why not? Why not promote our player? We, we have a player as good as Anthony Johnson. Let's get the name out there, and and you know, and and 
even have his name in the same conversation as other guys up for the Heisman Trophy would be an incredible honor and, and, and just a great, um, you know, a great moment for this program. Yeah, spring practice will start in the next couple of weeks. The spring game will be Friday, April 13th. Everybody's chance to see the Bulls with their own eyes for the first time. That will be at UB Stadium. But then let's look ahead to the schedule because we already kind of got a feel for who the opponents are going to be. Dates are not set yet except for the non-conference. It starts at home against Delaware State from FCS on September 1st, then at Temple on the 8th uh, after a bye at Rutgers on the 22nd, and then the final non-conference home game of the year will be on September 29th against Army. Uh, that's a manageable non-conference schedule. There are no likely top 25 teams on that schedule. Yeah, you know, I, I think they did a great job with this schedule, and I think Coach Leipold has been trying to do that since he's gotten here. You know, in years past, we've always had that, you know, high major power five school that we pretty much just go in and, and essentially just cash a check, thank you very much, and, mm -hmm. and come home. You know, but these are all winnable games, right? I mean, Delaware State, obviously an FCS program. We should be in the opener. But then you're at Temple, who went to a bowl game last year. But those are the teams I would say were very comparable to them. Sure. That's a very, you know, very winnable game. Rutgers – Big Ten team, but not one Ohio struggled. State, yes. Michigan, Penn State, right? So uh, th there's there's a there's a game that we, we we can definitely go in and win. And then having Army at home, I mean, we beat them two years ago here. You know, probably should have beat them last year. Kind of sure. let them off the hook last year, but right. we always played well against them. I mean, if you and that's the thing, you can get off to a good start here. You know, three and one, four and zero. Oh, you know, then you know. You're not even in the conference, and you're two games away from being bowl eligible, and you haven't even started conference play yet. So I think that's the importance of having a manageable schedule at the, be at the beginning of this season. With John Fuller, Assistant Athletic Director for Communications, as we wrap up the UB Football Signing Day Special from here at Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill on Transit Road, you know your MAC opponents. At home, it'll be Akron, Eastern Michigan, Kent State, and Miami. The road shapes up as a little bit tougher. Bowling Green, Central Michigan, Ohio, and what might very well be the game of the year in the MAC is on the road at Toledo. Yeah, Toledo, the defending MAC champions, arguably the, the you know they had an incredible season last year, and and they, they've you know Coach Candles done a nice job there and has really continued to build them up. So that, that's going to be you know mark your calendars for that one. That's that's definitely going to be. A, I would expect a, a that game. to be a midweek national yes. television game in Toledo. You know, and now again they're they're interesting. They lose their quarterback. He just got invited to the Combine and Logan Woodside. They lost a couple of other players. They lost one player as a junior to the NFL. They, they're pretty good at reloading, but you kind of wonder you, 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 they're gonna, well, how much of a step back they take or not. Um, you know, but that's, that's going to be a really interesting team for Bulls fans to watch as the season progresses. And I think it'll also be a good measuring stick as to how good we are. You know, I mean, that, I mean they're going to be likely pick to win the conference again you know if we can go in there you win that game that's really going to open some eyes you know around the around the mac uh the east shall be competitive as always ohio uh brings back uh, one of the breakout stars in the mac and quarterback nathan rourke uh miami uh two years ago was the story of the mac went to a bowl almost beat mississippi state took a step back last year but they got their quarterback back that'll be interesting too yeah, you know, the, the MAC is always competitive. I mean, and, and it's it's always tough to gauge, you know, who is uh, who's going to be good year to year because it kind of teams come 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 out of nowhere. But without question, you know, University of Buffalo football team is going to be one of the teams at All the top right. of the league. Congratulations to you and your Eagles. Enjoy the parade tomorrow. I will. Women's thank basketball. You. Matt Matias got the call. It's the Bulls in Kent State coming up next. We thank you for joining us on the UB Football Signing Day Special from Learfield on the UB Sports Network. 
Live from Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill, UB Football Insider with Lance Leipold has been presented by Santora's Pizza Pub and Grill. Also brought to you in part by our Team UB Partners. Ad Pro Sports, New Era Cap, by WGRZ Channel 2, by Town BMW, Comdoc, Nike, and by Pepsi. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the UB Sports Network.